Welcome to episode 146 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. <gasps> Hillary, look hey, at us. Happy Halloween. Oh! Almost, almost, almost Halloween. Almost. This is Halloween. So this is Halloween. I. Halloween, this is like Halloween. the only thing I bought for this year's Halloween is the is the the wig because this is not even my Halloween costume this oh. year. This is just part of my Halloween. I already had this. I bought this NASA outfit because Phoebe Bridgers wore one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, and I it's was like, so oh, cute. I need to buy one of those. It's adorable, and so, I love the space ears. I'm an alien. I'm it's an alien. So Do you want to know my backstory to my yes. costumes? Okay, because she's an original character. <gasps> <laughs> here's my character okay um i'm from the planet whatever up your ass x planet x <laughs> and i boarded the u.s space station oh and all of the u.s astronauts were like obsessed with me of course i'm so hot <laughs> and i told them i'm like my vagina could kill you. Like, don't do it. It's alien vagina, oh. and your your you know human penis can't handle it. Oh, oh, oh! And they couldn't help themselves, so they all died. Oh, and oh, then so I you're stole, a man eater. And then I stole their clothes. I so love that's, it. <laughs> that's my backstory. I love it. Should I tell that one when I go trick or treating with the kids? Uh, why not? <laughs> they might like it. People might like it. I, there's going to be some parents. Trick that or like treat. This. I kill men with my vagina. <laughs> They're like, who are you? I'm a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> my vagina is poisonous. Oh. There's a whole like mythology about that. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. All right, good. What's your costume? Oh, me? I'm just... You know, <laughs> she looks really cute. We should stand up and show oh, our wait, whole outfit. Wait, wait, my whole cape is is it's, crazy it's right turned. now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have a cape and a wig. Yeah, <laughs> that's your costume. And a tutu. <laughs> and it's cute. And I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Yeah. You I look I'm adorable. Inspired by that little witch on Bugs Bunny that would be like. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> she's my favorite witch ever ever she's so funny but that's she's so that's funny what i think of with oh, this wig it's so good it's so good because she has a little hat yeah too. <laughs> i don't know her funny. name but if she's like, Ooh, like yeah every yeah time. <laughs> she's doing this thing with her hands yeah. that you can't see. it's so good oh man oh my god, god we had the best uh cartoons when we were yeah, kids what was her name oh god esmeralda or something it like had that, to be maybe? something like that oh, oh. my god I fucking that's who love i'm channeling it. yeah so well, i try to channel her every day in my Ooh. real life burn those motherfuckers witchy, witchy witch yeah so um here's the thing i need to know this and i've asked this question several fucking times why can't we get an answer on who is in ireland and germany they are now oh. rivaling each other on the downloads. And we're talking about 20, 30, 40 downloads an episode. Why? Who? Hi, Where hi, are you? Hi. Who are you? Send us an email. Are you just downloading it and letting it sit on your phone? Do you not hear us asking a question? Yes, please. Who are you? What <laughs> are you doing? are you? Really? This? Who are you? This is what you're listening to? Why? What is going on? I love it. I mean, I love it. I get I it. Think, we're so fucking I think funny. Everybody German, should know, listen. But like, also, what are you doing? I think Germany has to be like U.S. bases, or maybe not. So? Maybe it's just Germans who love I us. I am every time I'm like, how in the fuck? It's a lot of people. It is Ireland. I can't do the Ireland accent. Uh, I'm, I told that's why they're not telling us. I, then I say this, I do an Irish accent, and they're like, "Fuck that girl." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like I'm not telling you. Oh my god! Here's another news story that I find so fascinating that I read about the rise in vasectomies and women having their tubes tied in texas is on the rise <gasps> because people are so afraid wow of getting pregnant there and not being able to have an abortion and they're talking about people who are like well I, you know in their 20s it, who are like well ridiculous. we really don't want to have yeah. kids and they go and do this thing in their 20s which i find i i think I honestly getting don't your tubes yeah. tied at 20 like because that's hard know. to reverse like it, a vasectomy absolutely. is easier to reverse but i get it on women like not wanting to yeah like risk how do you it trust yeah and i feel awful and i hate saying like oh well you never know how you'll feel later because that's true people yeah. in their 30s can change their minds or right, whatever 40s right, whenever they right. want to have children but still 
And and the, the, here's the thing that is really you know happening is that these aren't Christian people doing this. These are no. the, these are not the folks who are going to have five or six babies right. or whatever. These are liberals, right. right? Who would raise kids to also be liberals, right? Oh, like so you're saying like now we're going to have like sort of a handmaids. Yeah, we're going to have decrease, an over- a decrease in population and then the people who are just having a ton of babies are going to be And raising their kids maga. Am I crazy? No, I mean it's it's a possibility. They'll have a TikTok with all their super white children. Oh my god! In khaki clothes and baby blues. Sounds like a nightmare. You know what I mean? You know those TikToks are the best. They're all like dancing, and and the mom turns and she's pregnant again. You know, lady, take a break. (laughs) Take a break. Oh my god! (laughs) That's that was that was her vagina singing. She was like, take a break. (laughs) Take a break. Yeah. Take a break. It's too much. It is. But the other thing, though, yeah. and I think we talked about this on here, too, is the enrollment in universities in states like yes. Florida and Texas and these other. Because what kids from out of state want to come, even like uh, uh, men from out of state who might apply to these colleges, like they don't want to worry about that either. But a lot of girls are going to have issues of coming to a state where they know that they can't access health care. Right. Why would they come here? Like they're not thinking of any future ramifications of this. And I hope it hurts enrollment. I hope that these schools suffer and be, and, and start putting pressure. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I just looked at the camera and realized that they can't see my, oh, <laughs> my dangly, I'm an alien. Can you, I oh, love this. What is this? It's so cute. Do you want me to push it back? No, no, no. <laughs> you can see you can see <laughs> i love I, they're do you so remember cute. these when we were kids yeah oh my god i love those things so many fun things when we were kids that would keep us busy oh we my didn't god have video games to... we didn't have that yeah i mean we had atari but oh please i didn't even have atari <laughs> um you know another thing as far as abortion goes because that's my jam and that's what we're gonna that's what i'm gonna talk about is ever since this supreme court decision to overturn roe v wade um, the effects, this is an, an article in the New York times, the effects it's have on, on other countries where America, they have oh. money comes there from America for medical right. purposes. There was one, I, I believe it was Ghana. There was one clinic where women and girls could go and have an abortion where it's legal, right? It's legal in the country. Oh, it's not, it's not Ghana. I'm totally going to throw it off. I'm going to blow it. But it's one of those countries. I'm so sorry. Um, where they get money and now that's going to stop. And they're, they can't fund those clinics if they're going to perform those things because they're afraid that oh they're going to, these, com- these, these foundations in America can't, it's now against the law to do that. So women in third world countries are also, and girls are also being affected by this. It's not just American women. Well, and plus also, I would imagine that where people turn to America sometimes as like Mm. democratic and like, you know, um, and and maybe using Roe v. Wade as a way to to push forward in their country to change laws like now. No, we're going to be looking at other countries. We're trying to overturn, turn this thing back around. We got to look at Ireland. God bless you and our listeners there. Oh my God. You know, Mexico. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, It's just, and I know like, and this is the problem, I guess, of indoctrinization (laughs) is that, you know, I grew up just like, this is America. Mm -hmm. This is America. This is the land of the free, you know? And, and I'm shocked that we are behind other countries, but that's that, that ego of, of Americanism, you know what I mean? That, that we've been brainwashed with. Like I still... It's very hard for me to wrap my head around, like, how is this happening in America? I know. It's wild. You know? Yeah. Well, I saw this great clip. I'd, again, I don't know who the guy was, <sighs> but he wrote a book, and it sounds amazing. It's on our, it's on our Twitter, on uh, the Muck Podcast Twitter, at, or at Muck Podcast. And he talks about the rise of all of this, right? The, the rise of, of wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade and all of those things. And he was saying that it seems like a lot right now because we have been so progressive. We've made huge leaps and bounds when it comes to so many progressive things. And so the only reaction is to push back on it. And so we should really focus on, we have made progress. And of course, someone's going to rise up and push back, but that doesn't mean that our progress is over. It just means we have to fight, continue to fight and not give up (sighs) and make the changes again. And and also whatever back road they're trying to, or some alley they're trying to come through with a law to, 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 
stop something from happening, we're now going to be prepared because we know what to do. They, there was a, a federal judge in Orlando yesterday um, denied the overturning of the Don't Say Gay bill. And so I'm reading the article this morning, and uh, it says, so the woman's name, the judge, appointed by Trump. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> that the first thing I thought is like, who, who put her there? And yeah. Trump did. So what the, what the article said is the people who, who the parents you know, of gay children who put this, put this thing up, yeah. the, the lawsuit, they're going to go back and rework it, right? They're going to go back and see, they're going to read what the judge said and they're going to yep. go, okay, here's and the things you need to change, change to get this, this thing yeah. overturned. And they're going to keep coming and they're going to keep fighting against it, which is what we need them to do. The other lawsuit, did you hear that it, one of the people who, um, uh, was arrested for the voter fraud, the returning mm. felon who was duped into, you know, yes. uh, registering to vote yes. and voting, um, those were dismissed from one of the people because like the whole part of that law is knowingly, yep. knowingly yep. doing this. And, and that piece wasn't there because there was a person who helped that person register to vote, like yeah. didn't offer any of the information. And so all of those, you know, are going to be I hope probably so. overturned. 20 people. It's ridiculous. And it's all, and, 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 the, and the videos came out, Tampa Bay Times yeah. got the videos from the police cams of them arresting these folks. Yeah, they're like, and even I, the cops are like, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, even the cops are like, here's what's happening. And it's, they, that's what they sound like. They're like, listen, you voted and you weren't supposed to, and yeah. it's a felony. It usually is a thousand dollar bond, yeah. but they dropped it down to 500. And this one guy had two counts and they go, so it's going to be a thousand dollars. And he's like, a thousand dollars? I don't have... A thousand dollars, like, and the cops are so uh, annoyed that they're even doing this. They have other things to yeah. do. And DeSantis. it came out. This whole video came out, and it they have fucking, other things to do. It burned all over the internet, and every time it was brought up, every article that was written, they showed a picture of the press conference that he had at the Broward with, County Courthouse oh, with our buddy with Chip Lamarca next to him. Yeah, hi Chip. Who, by the way, who stood by that press conference in his uh, Sun Sentinel endorsement interview, and he said, "Well, I was told it was about election security." Oh. So, I, so I retweeted that story, and I was like, "Are you still standing by election yeah. security? This is all for a photo op, so oh you could have, like, so you could stand next to the governor." And now every article that's talking about how bad it is, all those videos that are showing, his face is next to DeSantis. I love it. I saw that. You and stupid I saw idiot. Tweet. Yeah. No, good. I'm glad that he all did it. to get. Like, I'm going to have a picture with the yeah. governor with my yeah. fucking small hands. Sorry, Tina. but pretend. But the thing is, like, to pretend like you didn't know, like that is your job. Yeah, find out. That is your job to find out yeah. before you put information or stand next to someone. That's your job. You can't yeah. act like a regular Joe Schmo can be like, oh, I didn't know it was yeah. about that. But you're an elected official. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and you're also, an elected <laughs> official. This is your one job. And also, it's, it's not like, job. It's not like it's any other governor. It's a governor asking you to stand next to him at a press conference who's known for stunts. Yeah. For pulling stunts and you're for saying, saying cr the craziest shit ever that's later found out is not true at all. Yeah. He drops fucking <laughs> shitty things and you're behind him going, how much more can you give me, Mr. Governor? Yeah, ew. It's pathetic. It is. It's pathetic. <laughs> and it's a bad power grab and somebody on your staff dropped the fucking ball, bro. Good, let him. I'm happy. Me too. Um, let this be the, another nail in the coffin before we uh, get you out of this seat. Oh, honey. Turning me on, turning on this Hi. alien. Ooh. The last thing I want to say, because I don't think anybody's talking about it and they really should be, is there was an article this week in the Sun Sentinel. Six Floridian, Florida lawmakers, all Republican, including Chris Sprawls, who was the former House Speaker in this last session, and Wilton Simpson, who was the President of the Senate in the last session, who was running for ag Agricultural um, Commissioner. commissioner. Yeah. Those among, other, among four other electeds and some office staff are fighting in court to not be personally held accountable or have to um, uh, testify in the court case about the redistricting that was completely fucking illegal. Oh, give they me a break. They are fighting to what? not be involved or draw, pulled into this lawsuit. But they voted. They voted. They created it. Sorry. They, th those two sprawls and Simpson handed DeSantis the map. Yeah. Remember that and said, yeah. just tell us what you want us yeah. to do. Completely fucking illegal. Because yeah. there's separation of powers there. And they it's all illegal. It's all and they all talked about it openly. Yeah. How how bad this was so bad. And they don't want to be involved they, in the lawsuit. Now law they suit. don't want to get in trouble. Now they're like this, not me. Yeah. No, 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 you. The, their tail there's, between their legs, yeah, no. Yeah, there's consequences to your actions. Why do people think they can do illegal things 
and not be called on it. No. But then somebody who voted, yeah. you know, and, and legitimately had no clue. Like we're going to, we're going to, you know, come down on them and make them seem like they're these horrible people when you're yeah. the horrible people. Yeah. Like the law works both ways. Like mm-hmm. you don't just get to dictate the law and then not face repercussions from the law. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But, but that's a dictatorship, right? Yeah, absolutely. And those, all of those people that are involved in that lawsuit were henchmen for King DeSantis. That's Ugh. what they were. All they did was his bidding. And that that redistricting was one of the worst things that they've done. To disenfranchise black voters, especially in North Florida, where they don't have a lot of representation already, and to take that away from them and cut up those districts in a way that they had less power, is so insane to me. And that's why they're gonna get in trouble. I we hope have so. laws Please. on the books for that. Please. It's, it's illegal. This is Jim Crow shit, motherfucker. It's fuck. This is 2022. You can't do stuff like that and walk away and think you're going to be okay. But they think that they can because. Well, they, I hope they, a court does not allow you know, that. I've been thinking about this whole, like, because I'm always like, God, Republicans, they always fall in line. They always have a plan. Democrats yep. are floating around. But it's it's not even that they fall in line. It's that, that the, the one Republican that is like, you know, the loudest, smuggest, grossest of them somehow manages to get people to lick their boots. Yeah. You know, so like these aren't, you know, all the people that fall in line, like you guys are weak. Yeah. You're weak. Weak ass bitches. Sad. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Who can't stand up for yourselves. Nope. And it's, it's, it's. And it, or have no, it, they think that they can't get reelected without this guy. Yeah. You Which can. Maybe you probably can. It's possibly can. true. Look, Wilton Simpson running for agricultural commissioner had, a candidate that DeSantis put against him who was super crazy. But he'll still and as soon kiss as, DeSantis' yeah, ass. And Simpson's in the in the Senate uh. and, and and DeSantis is going, do you want this, this position? Do you want to be elected commissioner? Here's all the fucking things I want you to do. And Simpson did all of them. Yeah. He did, he bent the knee. Well, yeah. Right? It's gross. And then as soon as the, as soon as the, the yeah, as soon as the session was over, DeSantis told that other candidate he put in there the other Republican and said get out of the race because he got everything he wanted from Simpson and the guy bowed out so now Simpson's the only Republican candidate that's how much power and by the way it's fucking wild crazy but the the Democrats should be doing that the Democrats should be doing we should be doing something yeah if you don't vote for gay rights for women rights get out rights we are going to run someone against you yeah I mean what the fuck anyway that's all I got. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, the only Let's other go. fun thing, and it's only four months, but it still made me happy that Bannon is going to go to jail. Yeah, bye, bitch. I know. I wish. And it I'm was, sure he loves it. I wish it's it was for four his ratings, years. You know? I wish it was four years. Yeah, I but. wish it was 40 years, but. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right, today I'm going to tell you the story of Orville Enoch Hodge. Oh, my God. God, what those a are three names in one what a name. name. Yeah. <laughs> so Orville Hodge served as Illinois Auditor of Public Accounts after winning election in 1952. Mm. But when he lined his pockets instead of balancing the books, Good Lord. it cost him big time. <sighs> what are these guys going to learn? When are they going to learn? 1952? Story, 1952. So our story takes place in Illinois. And... From the little I found on his background, Hodge was born in 1908 in uh, Granite City, Illinois, Mm. which is in Madison County, and it has about 30,000 people, and to me, that's like a small city, but is that considered midsize? I don't know. Hmm. It's still small. 30,000, like, compared to, like, where we live. Yeah. Broward County. it's a small town. I feel like that's small. So, and Sam Dunklau of Illinois Public Radio uh, notes that Hodge was very well-liked. He was a people person, Mm. and... His dad had this business that was, it was called the Hodge Agency, and it was a real estate insurance company, and the Chicago Tribune noted that he also owned farms in Madison County. So he took over his dad's, like, real estate property business, and then I think it also did, like, some kind of, like, home insurance stuff, and then he had lands that he bought. So he was pretty successful financially. Okay. Um, I just want to make note of that. It wasn't like he was desperate for cash. Mm. So, and Dunklau also notes that he was once referred to as the golden boy of the Illinois GOP. His nickname was good old Orv. And the Chicago Tribune reported that he first got involved in politics around 1936 
1946, he ran and won a House seat. Mm. Then in 1952, he ran and won for the auditor seat, which is like the state treasurer, right? Right. So here's the major incident. He's an auditor, so it will be no surprise that he swindled some money. So um, this story I liked because the amount of money that he swindled, I was like, wow, in 1952, it was a lot of money. So uh, according to Illinois Public Radio's Sam Dunklau, between his election in 1952 until he got busted in 1956, Mm-mm. Hodge took about $6 million. Hold on. Shut the fuck Six up. $6 million, equivalent to $65 million today. What the That's fuck? How, <laughs> it was like a huge amount. I don't even understand this. Yeah. How does he do this? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you. How does he... <laughs> How did he pull this off? This is insane. That's yeah. a lot of money to be, it was in four, within four years? Yeah. I mean, how did people not notice? Well, you know what the, I mean? The Six big million thing, dollars? I know. Well, the big thing was because he was the auditor. He could cover everything. He was the only, he oh, was the top. That's the and problem. And he was the yeah. only one who had access. Never, yes. never, ever, ever. That, Always that was have the two biggest, set of eyes. Yeah, that oh, was the biggest shit. issue. So part of the problem was, like I said, um, that everything financial went through Hodge and only through Hodge. Yeah. No one double checked or looked into the funds since he was the top dog there. He would write himself checks and often, you know, um, you know, it would just be checks out named to himself and mm. he would cash it. And, and he's good old orb, so nobody's yeah, suspecting. No one, and he's been around politics yeah. for a while. Everybody loves him. Good he's family. Well, he's well-to-do. Yeah, nobody would ever think. So Dunklau further reported that he would give- uh, He's white. Yeah, he would give folks jobs and basically fudge the financial financial reports so no one was the wiser. Dang. And a Chicagoist article by Samantha Abernathy offered some interesting insight into the case as well. So she reported that he requested at one time a $2.5 million budget which was more than what past auditors had requested or needed. Okay, like but for he, his office. Right, okay. but he had, and the other thing is he had taken so much money and he mishandled the funds so badly that he had to go to the state government and ask for a bailout. Oh my gosh. Of over $500,000 in emergency funds. And that's when people were like, what's going on? Oh my God. Yeah. So like he went nuts with it. Yeah. So uh, Abernathy noted he had embezzled $1 million from fake checks, $500,000 in misappropriated funds, oh. another million dollars just taken from like taxpayer money and, and more. Oh. Uh, Time Magazine reported that he took about 200000 worth of checks um, where he put people's names on the checks and then cashed those checks. But then when p- those people were asked like, hey, where's this money? They were like, I don't even know what that is. I never got a check. Whoa. So he was putting people's names on it no. and signing their names. Dang. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So he was just like forging, forging, forging and taking all this money. Wow. So the way he got busted was an anonymous tip. Oh. Was sent to an investigative reporter. Who and then that, that reporter, um, George Theum of the Chicago Daily News, like starts digging in and like he he publishes this entire like oh, expose, man. which then gets everybody involved. And he, that, that reporter won the Pulitzer prize wow. for his work on like exposing, um, Hodge. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite part, how did he spend the money? Oh yes. So he had a big fancy house that he remodeled and it was a house that like <laughs> in Chicago, like overlooked the lake and oh, everything. Oh God. Beautiful. He had two planes. He had four cars, including a Lincoln, a Cadillac, and a Rolls Royce. Excuse me? He had two separate hotel suites in uh, Chi-Town that were, like, fully decked out, like, furnished. What's he doing in there? Who knows? What is this? Who knows? He had an apartment in Fort Lottie, baby. (laughs) Of course he did. Did the water, Um, did sewage come up in the water? (laughs) He had uh, a $5,000 bar tab at like some restaurant where he just, you know, took people out. So he had 54 counts against him that included embezzlement, bank fraud, conspiracy to defraud, and forgery. Here's the thing. Hold on. Yeah. If you're fucking getting this much money, like you know how he said he mismanaged everything. Yeah. Would you be buying two planes? Would you be buying Rolls Royce? Would you be having two up? Would you have an apartment and two suites in this house? What are you? I think people thought. I think though that people thought he owns all this land and like his business. I know. No way. You've got to keep it on the DL. Yeah. No, he did not. You know that way you can live the rest of your can retire and live the rest of your life and like dip and and then 
you know, take yeah. that money. Yeah. Take the money my, and run. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making a plan here. I'm just saying like, this is not the way you do it. Just no. like the mob. Don't buy a fur coat. Yeah, don't, don't buy, buy a pink Cadillac. What <laughs> he did you do? did all the wrong things. He did all the wrong things. He brought yeah. too much attention to himself. He did. So he ends up resigning in August of 1956. Oh, and good. that was at the governor's request because at first he wasn't resigning. <laughs> and then he pleaded guilty. So Ooh. he was sentenced to, it was a 10 to 12 year uh, prison term. He served six and a half of those years, which I feel like for six million, $65 million. Right. It's, pretty, it's something. And Listen, he was also ordered, yeah, he was also ordered to pay restitution. Okay. And uh, Dick Lamveld reported that he did pay about $528,000 back immediately. Mm. Like when all this happened, like, and he, for, he's like, I'll give the money back and here's some of the money. And then he was ordered to sell his assets and, and you know, the cars and the house and whatnot yeah. to pay more back uh commenting on his arrest time magazine reported that hodge stated i just don't know why i did it i didn't need the money dang you know like, like it was just week? like yeah this it's like just your story like last week. it's just like i could do it so i did it yeah you know mm. he must have done it just once and then was like huh and kept going like but like it's wow. the amount is just astonishing so uh, the aftermath, it. the biggest change that the scandal led to was the separation of the position. So after mm. Hodge's sentencing, lawmakers got to work. And really, it wasn't until like 1970 <clears throat> where they rewrote the state constitution. And according to an Illinois public radio report, the position of auditor of public accounts was split into comptroller and treasurer. So Good. now you have this checks and balances of yes. two people and it's not... Just one and one person kind of handling like the checks, the other person handling other stuff. I don't know how oh it works because I'm not a money person. Yeah. So um, some points of interest after his arrest, painters were painting over his name in a Republican billboard. So like the newspaper was like, they're covering his name right up. Like they just like immediately, yeah. like the party was like, nope, we got to erase every trace of him. Good. Um, when he was released from prison, he had $81 to his name. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he ended up working at his sister's hardware store. Then he sold cars and then he went to selling real estate. Wow. Um, another report that was interesting by Langveld is that the total was in the millions with most reports noting it was close to 6 million and some saying it was over a million. But in the end, he was charged with like returning $650,000. Okay. And like they kept saying, you know, oh, like they, they would try to interview him and he was like, what? No, no, 650,000. That's what the court said. That's all it was. That's what the court said. Like, we know it was more than that. Yeah. Though, you know, yeah, but yeah. he just was like, nope, that's all it was. So he never like copped yeah. to like, the, you know, yeah. more. And then one sort of sad bit of news from this was, and this was from the State Journal Register. One of his employees at the time, H. Uh, Kendall Olds, he was uh, sent to cash a check because what Hodge would do is he would give people checks and say, go to the bank, cash this check. Now, the, the guy at the bank, uh, at the, one of the bank presidents, kind of knew what was going on, Maybe but he like the tipster. he didn't like say anything. No, he ended up like losing his job, getting fired no. and everything because he knew like these checks would come in and it would be like, well, here's an envelope for Hodge and here, you know, like he kind of like participated. Holy shit. But other people were just like, you know, Hodge would be like, go to the bank, do this, come back. Right. So this guy was one of those guys, like oh, he wasn't no. involved in it. But and he unknowingly. Didn't do, uh, unknowingly, he didn't yeah. do anything wrong. And he didn't know what Hodge was up to, but when everything broke, he was so worried that he would be in trouble. No, 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 no. And no. he ended up like, he took no, his own life. Tina! Yeah, like that to me is like the worst thing in this story that he's responsible for this other oh, person because the other guy was God. so like upset about like the whole thing and how he might oh, be blamed. no. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Yes. So. Dude, wait and find out. I know. Wait and find out. Wait I to know. wait to see. But and oh, I get it. Like bruh. at the time, it's probably all over the news, and like you know, people are talking, and you know what I mean. So that's the story of the state auditor swindler, Oliver Hodge. Mm, I know so it good. ends on a sad note, like because I saw that and I was like, oh. "What a jerk this Hodge is!" It wouldn't be a Tina story if we weren't. I know sad <laughs> if there at wasn't the something depressing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she's not here to give you the good news, folks. No. <laughs> oh God, what who does that? Is that the is that the Jehovah Witnesses? What's the good news? Yeah, oh, I don't, yeah isn't that? What I they think say? it is. I think it is. <laughs> oh, what is their good news? You know, my dad was raised Jehovah's Witness. Isn't that weird? I didn't know that. Yeah. We never really talked about it, but yeah. Wait, but did you, you didn't, weren't raised that way. No. I was raised Catholic, honey. That's why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> Amongst other reasons. <laughs>
Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From the Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Um, okay, are you ready? I am. Because my story is is alien. <gasps> it's aliens. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. I figured I was dressing an alien. Yes. Maybe I should do an alien story. You should absolutely do an alien All story. All right. So today I am covering the 1947 flying disc craze. Oh, like Roswell and all yes. that? Oh! So I started out covering Roswell and then it kept talking about this craze and I was like, what in the motherfuck? Uh, so I went back and did the whole thing, but Roswell's kind of the end of it, yeah. but still. Okay. Okay. So the 1940s. Yeah. You know, I just watched, I just, so yesterday my son was like, you know, it's uh, back to the future day. And I was like, what? Oh. And he's like, yeah, this is the day that he went back October, whatever, 21st. 21st. Yeah. And he's like, so we have to watch the movie. So we watched the movie again last night. And oh, it's, it's the so funniest part is when movies. he, when he lands in the barn and the kids there with the, the yeah. comic. Yeah. <laughs> it's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. So like, at the, and that was like 1950 something, you know, so oh. at this time, like people were really yeah. legitimately, it was a crazy time. you know, thinking about looking like, in the stars, yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Also, can we just say that Back to the Future has got to be one of one of the most perfect movies ever? It's so good. There's nothing. You, there's nothing in that movie. The first movie. The first movie. that should ever. You know. Oh no! It's funny. Like, and there's so many funny lines in it. Like I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my! It's, and it's just everything is the acting is perfect. The, oh, the screenwriting, all the, story, the details. Everything. Yeah, the details. Like when the you details. like when it opens up on the mall and it's like Twin Pines Mall. Yeah, no, and like it's so it brings you back. Y- right? Yes, yes. Also, there's a great documentary that your son would probably like. You should watch with him. It was on the anniversary, like the twentieth, the fiftieth, or twenty no, fifth or thirtieth anniversary yeah. a few years ago. And it's a documentary all about it with people who like love this movie and the actors are in it and everything. Aww. It's so good but they talk about how they the fans are like they should have never made two or three oh, they because they it. you know it ruined this yeah like why would you have to improve on one of the most perfect movies right. ever because people want to make money i feel the same way about jaws jaws yeah. also like oh why? my god those jaws sequels are jaws, awful jaws like four oh well, now oh. it's like my son gets so mad about this oh he's like god. oh yeah the shark's following the mother down to the it's, jamaica it's so okay stupid. good but uh, um <laughs> so good though. but poor i every time i watch it though i'm like poor michael j fox yeah, you know, every they, they time were just, it makes me sad because like know. he was like the golden boy, you know, but you know what? He was on a recent episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. And he was mocking the shaking. Yes. And he was above um, Larry David, like in, in, a, in an apartment building. And Larry David, was he's like, he's just walking, like stomping. And he, he and he blamed it on his, um, I'm sorry, I forgot what he had. Parkinson's. Parkinson's. And uh, Larry David's like, are you sure that that's what it is? And he was like, yeah, Dave, yeah, Larry. And he took a soda and he went like this and he handed it to Larry. Explode. <laughs> he's like, it's the Parkinson's. <laughs> it was such a funny. Yeah. He's got such a great sense of humor about it. Yeah. God damn it. It's just, I just remember when that whole thing first happened and yeah. he had to like quit work. And because yeah. he was on like, he was like one of those guys back in the day that was on like every sitcom, you yeah. know, like he was like. And you know what else? The he's, TV guy. He you know? also seems like a really nice person. He does. Like he seems really, really nice. Yeah. Fuck. And he's got that like young boy. You know, like he's yes. got this like he's and like he's an still married to that looking. same woman, the actress yes. that he met on met on uh, Family Ties. Oh my god, fucking I forgot about Family sh- Ties. Fucking love that show, dude. All right. Anyway, okay. fucking God bless you, Michael J. Fox. Yes. God bless. Oh. Okay. So 1947 flying disc craze was a rash of unidentified flying object reports that were publicized in the summer of 1947. The craze began on June 24th when media nation- nationwide reported civilian pilot Kenneth Arnold's story of witnessing disc shaped objects, which headline writers dubbed flying saucers. And so we're going to talk about his, what he saw. Ooh. Okay. Such mm. reports quickly spread throughout the United States historians would later chronicle at least 800 copycat reports in subsequent okay. weeks while other sources estimate that reports may have numbered in the thousands Jeez. and they peaked around July 7th 1947 in a month yeah after numerous hoaxes and mistaken identifications the disc report reports largely subsided by July 10th so it's only this little yeah. time period 
Mainstream sources speculated that the disc reports were caused by novel technology, mistaken identifications, and mass hysteria. <sighs> In contrast, fringe speculation held that the discs might come from other planets or other dimensions. Still <laughs> others... <laughs> That's what I believe. Still others suggested the discs were occult or might signify the end of the world. <gasps> The rapture is coming. The end of the world. <laughs> the 1947 craze has been extensively studied within the frameworks of both folklore studies and religious studies, where it is regarded by scholars as the, quote, birth of a modern myth, end quote. Oh. Which I kind of love. I like that. Yeah. The 1940s, uh, 1947 was marked by renewed... Okay, so here's another thing that's going on, which is kind of underlying in all of this, which I think also adds to like this fear that's going on you know is 1947 was marked by renewed tensions between the soviet union and the united states oh, the cold war yeah on march 13th american president harry truman pledged to contain the communist uprisings in greece and turkey and the summer of 1947 featured widespread publications ab about atomic energy and war on june 27th retired supreme court justice owen roberts warned the u.s was headed quote down the old familiar road of appeasement towards an all-out shooting world war three end quote so it's this fears coming right. and nuclear you know, war, yeah, the bomb, Russia, and yeah, and then all of a sudden this 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 report comes out and about this pilot seeing yeah. these things, and they're like, "What? They're coming! They're coming yeah. for us!" Right? Everybody's coming for us. It's kind I of like fun. it. I like it. Yeah. So let's get into Mr. Kenneth Arnold and what he saw oh, that kicked me, off this whole it. craze. Which so he's a pilot. So he was he, he's he a was pilot. A, he's like a normal person. That's the reason why this story kind of like took like and it took off because he was just like and he was so he never changed his story he was so adamant about like this is what i saw he was very accurate he was like and he wasn't like and was he like an airline pilot like driving like a, a flying a you know like a, a jet like with passengers or was no. he like a guy that was like i was flying my two-seater yeah or yes whatever. that's exactly what it is okay so just so, a regular but, dude that but we'll have but we have corroboration there's oh. other people that were in the area that saw the same thing, <gasps> but he was the first one who like reported this. And that was, Oh, I like, want to hear. What yeah. did he say? Tell okay. me. So on June 24th, 1947, Arnold was flying from Chahalas, Washington to Yakima, Washington in a call air a two on a business trip. So a small plane that, okay. he, that he had, he made a brief detour after learning of a $5,000 reward for the discovery of a U.S. Marine Corps C-46 transport airplane that had crashed near Mount Rainier. Oh, so he's like, let me see if I can yeah. find this plane. Plane. flying around yeah. right which is incredible to me that someone can fly just fly a plane like I that i mean could you imagine I, I i have never had the desire ever to no. like learn how to fly a plane so fuck this i went once um i don't i gotta tell you i don't even remember who this kid was it was a guy that i was like going to school with i didn't we were friends but like kind of friends and he was like oh i'm learning to get my pilot's license like do you wanna oh fly i was like oh that sounds fun and so um we went to the little airport and I got in like a two seater and it flew, I flew over the ever flew over everything. And it was like, so it was so scary, but it was like, cool. And I was like, thanks man. And then like, you know, that was it. I would never have done that. Yeah. I was like, let's do You're it. You're so much of a risk taker. Tina. I know what's wrong with me. No. I, would, I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. But you have, you have good stories because <laughs> you did all of these cool things. I don't have a story like that. Looking my brother's jumping Everclean. out of planes. My brother's like does all the skydiving stuff. That's amazing. That's I would be afraid incredible. to do that. Uh, I would do a tandem, I think. Oh, when, when you're with somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, but I would be screaming the whole time. Yeah, me too. But that would be like, no, I, I, I don't I know. Can't. Can my heart handle it now that I'm older? I just, <laughs> every time I even go on a plane, I'm like, is this the one oh, that's going to go? I'm like, always that, nervous. I'm more nervous it? on like a, a, yeah, like a jetliner. I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay. So he's okay. on his plane. So he's in the plane. He's going to go look to see if he can see anything. The skies were completely clear. And the, he had said it was a mild wind, right? So not anything crazy. A few minutes before 3 p.m. at about 9,200 feet in altitude and near Mineral, Washington, he gave up his search and started heading eastward back towards Yakima. Okay. He saw a bright flashing light, similar to sunlight, reflecting from a mirror. Afraid he might be dangerously close to another aircraft, Arnold scanned the skies around him, but all he could see was a DC-4 to his left and behind him about 15 miles away, which is another little yeah. plane. About 30 seconds after seeing the first flash of light, Arnold saw a series of bright flashes in the distance off to his left or north of Mount Rainier, which was, was then from 20 to 25 miles away. 
He thought they might be reflections on his airplane's windows, but a few quick tests where he rocked his airplane from side to side, he removed his eyeglasses, later rolling down his side window, ruled all of this out. Okay, so he's like, let me logically try to figure out what's happening. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. And then he said that he knew the reflections were coming from flying objects, right? Because all these things. Yeah. Okay. They flew in a, so this is him describing it. They flew in a long chain and Arnold for a moment considered they might be a flock of geese, but quickly ruled this out for a number of reasons, including the altitude, bright glint, and obviously very fast speed. Wow. He then thought they might be a new type of jet and started looking intently for a tail and was surprised that he couldn't find any. They quickly approached Rainier and then passed in front, usually appearing dark in profile against the bright white snow field covering Rainier, but occasionally still giving off bright light flashes as they flipped around erratically. This sounds like what that Navy guy saw. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes he said he could see them on edge when they seemed so thin and flat, they were practically invisible. Bruh. I've never heard this story. Come on. Arnold described them as a series of objects with convex shapes, though he later revealed that one object differed from, by being crescent shaped, right? So they all seem to be the same shape, but then one of them was shaped like a half moon, right? Oh, that's creepy. It's this is totally creepy. Me out. It's totally fucking creepy. Now I'm scared. Several, there's aliens. <laughs> don't, Several, don't, don't take me in. Several years later. <laughs> No, I'm, meanwhile, I'm like, take me. No, the risk take takers, me. like, I'll stay. And I'm like, I'll yeah, stay. Okay, let's see Or unless happens. you take me and, like, my kids. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Like, true. it's a package deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a mother. I was such an Italian mother. All right, you can take me, but you also have to take my kids. All right, let's go. All right, so Arnold, um, okay, several years later, Arnold would state he likened their movement to saucers skipping on water. Without oh. comparing their actual shapes to saucers, but initial quotes from him do indeed have him comparing the shape to a saucer, a disc, a pie pan, or half moon oh. are generally convex and thin. Arnold also said he realized the objects would have, have to be quite large to see any details at that distance. And later, after comparing notes with a United Airlines crew that had a similar sighting 10 days later, which I'll talk about, um, placed the absolute size as larger than a DC-4 airliner or greater than 100 feet in length. Which is wow. huge. That's huge. Right? No. And there was a series of them? Yes. No, like, so he's not hallucinating. No. no. Army Air Force analysts would later estimate 140 to 280 feet based on analysis of human visual ac- uh, acuity and other sighting details, right? So everybody's getting in on, like, how far away it was. Yeah. Arnold said the objects were grouped together. As Ted Blosher writes, quote, that Arnold said, quote, in a diagonally shaped, uh, sorry, in a diagonally stre- stepped down echelon formation stretched over a distance that he later calculated to be about five miles, end quote. Mm. Though they were moving on a more or less horizontal plane, Arnold said the objects weaved from side to side like the tail of a Chinese kite, um, darting through the valleys and around the smaller mountain peaks. So he's behind them for doing? quite a while. Yeah. And how are they moving that way? Well, that's how that's what I'm saying. They're, yeah. they're right. He, they're not moving as if like a plane. No. The, if they, they're moving like a kite tail. Yeah. No. No way. They would occasionally flip or bank on their edges in unison as they turned or maneuvered, causing almost blindingly bright or mirror-like flashes of light. The encounter gave him an an eerie feeling, but Arnold suspected he had seen test flights of a new U.S. military aircraft. So he's thinking, he keeps thinking yeah. it's military. Yeah. As the object passed Mount Rainier, Arnold turned his plane southward on a more or less parallel course. It was at this point that he opened his side window and began observing the objects un- unobstructed by any glass that might have produced reflections. According to Arnold, the object did not disappear and continued to move very rapidly southward, continuously moving forward of his position. Curious about his, their speed, he began to time their rate of passage. He said they moved from Mount Rainier to Mount Adams, where they faded from view a distance of about 500, I'm sorry, 50 miles in one minute and 42 seconds, according to the clock on his instrumental panel. 50 miles yeah, in, so in what, a minute. So, yeah, and it can't be then like, you know, what do they say, like a, a, a weather balloon? No. Or- that they're Which not is what they start blaming path. everything yeah. else on, right? <clears throat> when he later had n- time to do the calculation, the speed was about 1,700 miles per hour. This was about three times faster than any manned aircraft in 1947. Wow. When Arnold landed in Yakima, he described what he had seen to a number of pilot friends who suggested that maybe he had seen guided missiles or a new airplane being secretly developed a by the missile. United States Army. This wasn't a missile. <laughs> After refueling, he continued on his way to an air show in Pendleton, Oregon. 
He was interviewed by reporters the next day on June 25th when he went to the office of the East Oregonian in Pendleton. Any skepticism the reporters might have harbored evaporated when they interviewed Arnold at length. As historian Mike Dash records, quote, Arnold had the makings of a reliable witness. He was a respected businessman and experienced pilot and seemed to be neither exaggerating what he had seen nor adding and, sensational details to his report. And why would he? Right. Like, why would some random guy yeah. decide one day to tell the story? Right. Yeah. He also gave the impression of being a careful observer. These details impressed the newspapermen who interviewed him and lent credibility to his report. Speaking to a reporter for the Associated Press, Arnold said, quote, this whole thing has gotten out of hand. I want to talk to the FBI or someone. Half the people look at me as a combination of Einstein, Flash Gordon, and Screwball. <laughs> I wonder what my wife back in Idaho thinks, end quote. I love <laughs> like, that quote. Yeah, he's like, everybody's looking at me like I'm nuts. Um, okay, so here's what other people saw. So this is why like this shit is fucking real bitch. It is real. So okay? there's people in the in same near, area. Yeah. Okay, near not, the not the, not the flying disc craze <clears throat> that then begins, but this, this scenario, this day, this near the mountain. Absolutely. Okay. The Portland, Oregon journal reported on July 4th, <clears throat> receiving a letter from LG Bernay of Richland, Washington, 110 miles uh, east of Mount Adams and 140 miles southeast of Mount Rainier. Bernier wrote that he saw three of the strange objects over uh, Richland flying, quote, almost edgewise, end quote, toward Mount Rainier about one half hour before Arnold. Oh. Okay. So he, remember Arnold's behind yeah. him. Yeah. Bernier thought the three were part of a larger formation. He indicated they were traveling at a high speed. He said, quote, I have seen a P-38 appear seemingly on one horizon and then gone to the opposite horizon in no time at all. But these discs certainly were traveling faster than any P-38. No doubt Mr. Arnold saw them just a few minutes or seconds later, according to their speed, end quote. Wow. The previous day, Bernier uh, had also spoken to his local newspaper, the Richland Washington Villager, and was among the first witnesses to suggest extraterrestrial <gasps> origins he said quote i believe it may be a visitor from another planet no he End did quote. not that's right you know the government that's right you know the government was like oh my god They're we like, gotta god shut this down yeah. we gotta shut this down we told these motherfuckers not to fly in this area because i'm time. thinking of like like you know like the stealth bomber and yeah. stuff like that like that kind of stuff um yeah you know they go really quick you can't see it because you've seen that in like the air show like how thin yes. it looks and yeah. like but they didn't have that at this time. No. It's crazy, right? Yeah. About 60 miles west-northwest of Richland in Yakima, Washington, a woman named Ethel Wheelhouse likewise reported sighting several flying discs moving at fantastic speeds at around the same time as Arnold's sighting. When military intelligence began investigating Arnold's sighting in early July, they found yet another witness from the area, a member of the Washington State Forest Service who had been on fire watch at a tower in Diamond Gap, also 20 miles south of Yakima, reported seeing flashes at 3 p.m. on the 24th over oh Mount God. Rainier or exactly the same time as Arnold's sighting that appeared to move in a straight line. This is freaky. Dude. Similarly at 3 p.m., Sydney B. Gallagher in Washington State, exact position was not specified, reported seeing not nine shiny discs flash up by the, to the north. So she's like people so everywhere are, So these are people hearing before that report even comes yes. out. People, so it's all... Come what on. what else, what do they say it is? Someone's got to come out and try to like right. excuse it all away. Other Seattle area <laughs> newspapers also reported other sightings of flashing r rapidly moving unknown objects on the same day, but not the same time as Arnold's sighting. Most of these sightings were over Seattle or west of Seattle in the town of Bremerton, either that morning or at night. The primary, which by the way, they could still be flying around, right? Yeah. Like if they're in that area, yeah, you know, um, what are they here for though? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I'd just like to find can out. You, can they save us? Yeah. No. No. They're not friendly. I feel like they're friendly. I mean, I'm at the point where yeah. it's like aliens or, or bust. Like, let's yeah. do aliens. Because I feel like if they weren't friendly, like they would have already. It's been decades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been decades. They would have already taken us out. Yeah, so they, maybe, they already know. Yeah. Listen, they feel or sorry maybe, for us. They yeah. see how dumb everybody is. They're, they're or just maybe, a bunch of yeah, meatheads. maybe they're just watching us like little creatures in yeah. a Petri dish. You know I, mean? I think that's absolutely what it is. Like, like they're observing us for their like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's what it there's is. There's aliens like in college, learning about like human behavior. <laughs> I just want to go to a planet where like earthling behavior. Like I want to go to a planet where like Giselle Bunchen is a dog, and I'm hot. Like can that oh planet exist? Oh my god, you're hot already. <laughs> can that planet Giselle Bunchen? Ugh, <laughs> like, can that be a thing? 
Oh my God. I'm so loving this divorce drama between Bunchin and Tom Brady. Oh my God. And apparently when the Buccaneers lost last week, Tom Brady oh, reportedly the- went into the locker room and was like, I left my wife and kids at home to come to this game. Like he was screaming about his divorce and like all the shit. And I was like, bitch. Wait, isn't she the one that supposedly like put some voodoo, some witchcraft? I heard something like what? that. What? Was this the divorce? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I heard about like a celebrity divorce and someone was like, yeah, she does witchcraft and that's why like the games are losing or something. Oh, that'd be like, so hot. Yeah, though. no, Maybe I love it. Her. That would be hot. It would be amazing. Yeah. The primary, uh, <laughs> the primary, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck yeah, off, Tom cares? Brady, bitch. I mean, <laughs> Trump lover, by the way. I know. And Trump I, supporter. I can't fuck stand you. like fuck idolizing you. sports people. Me neither. I don't know. That's, that's why I said, can't, I say cancel all sports. Yeah. Well, I mean. What? Not all sports. Did I tell you I'm taking my kids to see the U.S. women's soccer team play Germany? Ooh, Megan Rapinoe. Nice. Yes, I'm going to go see them. They're global, you know, world-class uh, athletes, yes. award winners. <gasps> all right. I know I said that wrong. What is it? The World Cup. They're World Cup winners. Yeah. What did okay. you say? I said world-class. Same thing. <laughs> I didn't is notice it? a difference. I'm saying it's the same. Thank you. She's such a good friend. I swear <laughs> to God. The primary corroborative sighting, however, occurred. T- so this is the, the airline occurred 10 days later, July 4th, when a United States crew over Idaho en route to Seattle also spotted five to nine disc like shapes or objects that paced their plane for 10 to 15 minutes before wow. suddenly disappearing. 10 <gasps> to 15 minutes is a long fucking time. No, that's creepy. I would be like, what is going on? Yeah. Could you imagine having a phone and being able to record that out the airplane Ooh. window? You know? Dang. So, uh, so then we get into the aliens and like pushback and yeah. the, the media is like, please. But also the media is run by the government. So yeah. Ooh. cover up. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. So what did they say? What are they so, like? Hot air balloon. What is all their, their garbage that you know, they're going to throw in here? Bullshit. On July 7th, 1947, two stories came out where Arnold raised the topic of possible extraterrestrial origins, but as his opinion and those uh, who had written to him that he has yeah. he thinks in the associated press story arnold said he had received quantities of fan mail eager to help him oh. solve the mystery none of it calling him a screwball many of the writers oh, like, i love that screwball that yeah. must have been like such an insult back then because yeah. this is now the second time i think he's mentioned screwball <laughs> don't call me a screwball i'm not a screwball, screwball. how dare you son yeah. many of the writers like a doomsday preacher arnold spoke of placed a religious interpretation on his sighting but others he said quote suggested the discs were visitations from another planet end quote arnold added he had a per- he had purchased a movie camera which he would now take with him on oh, every flight hoping to obtain photographic proof and it never of what he had again. seen no in the other story uh, arnold was interviewed by the chicago times and it said quote uh, kenneth Ar- lewis arnold is not certain that the strange contraptions are made of this on this planet arnold said he hoped the devices were really the work of the u.s army but he told the times in a phone conversation quote if our government knows anything about these devices the people should be told at once a lot of people out here are very much disturbed some think these things may be from another planet but they aren't harming anyone and i think it would be wrong to shoot one of them down even if it can be done their high speed would completely wreck them and wow I mean, he does have a point. If it is the military, like, doing stuff, like, just clear the air. Just yeah. say, look, here it is. Show people and move on with it. What, what's with the mystery? Because they probably foreign what's with foreign, the foreign competition as far oh, as, like, please. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, you got Russia Give breathing me down break. your neck. Oh, God. You're so full of it. <laughs> Tina. Tina's so upset. She really, just please tell me if this is something I need to be a I know, I need now. to be, you know, I got I to organize. I got a plan. <laughs> Well, we know you've got your zombie plan down. Yes, I that do. That was a good plan for I zombies. Zombie plan. That was on our Patreon episode. Tina's already <gasps> has an like entire plan for zombies. I was like, she's like, what would you do? I was like, I'd get a hammer and uh, get in my car. And she's like, this is where we would go. This is the food. This is where we're going to hang. And I was oh like, damn, I guess I, well, I'm going to find that place if I can get there. So... Um, it also said, quote, Arnold, in, in pointing to the possibility of these discs being from another world, said, regardless of their origins, they apparently were traveling to some reachable destination. Oh. Whoever controlled them, he said, obviously wasn't trying to hurt anyone. He said discs were making turns so abruptly and rounding peaks that it would have been impossible for a human pilot's inside to have survived that pressure. Ooh. So he, th- too, thinks they are controlled from elsewhere, regardless of whether it's from Mars, Venus, or our own planet, end quote. Oh, so remote control discs. Maybe. But he's saying there's no way a human's doing that, you know? Mm. Right. 
In an Associated Press story from July 19th, Arnold reiterated his belief that that, uh, if they weren't Army, they were uh, definitely extraterrestrial. Um, And it said, quote, the ex-University of Minnesota swimmer and footballer says he now believes, one, the discs are not from any foreign country. Two, the Army could could give the answer if it would. If they don't have the explanation now, they certainly could have do something to find out. And three, if the Army has no explanation, this must be, and I know this sounds crazy, from another planet. I mean, he's still being rational. He's like, here are the options. And again, like Army, like, like clear the air. Yeah. So in April 1949, uh, in a skeptical article in the Saturday Evening Post titled, what can what you can believe about flying saucers? Arnold oh was likewise God. quoted saying, uh, "Quote: Since my first observations and report of the so-called flying discs, I have spent a great deal of money and time thoroughly investigating the subject." This is two years later. Wow! There now is, it's an obsession. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that these objects are aircraft of a strange design and material that is unknown to the civilization of this Earth. And oh, so now two years later, he's singing a different tune. Now yeah. he's like, "It is extraterrestrial." Totally. How much is he getting paid by the Saturday Evening Post to <laughs> give commentary on aliens? I don't know, but it's so good. <laughs> so, of course, this sparked this craze, right? Yeah. This story comes out and everybody's like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's something coming, <laughs> something's coming for me. Um, in the weeks that followed Arnold's June 1947 story, at least several hundred reports of similar sightings flooded in from the U.S. and around the world, most of which describe saucer-shaped objects. And that's where we get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, we still have that yeah. today. Yeah, The most famous U.S. UFO event during this period was the Roswell UFO incident that alleged uh, the alleged material recovered of a crashed flying disc. The story, which broke on July 8th, 1947, um, which they said, of wait, course, was a weather balloon. Wait, I mean, July 8th is right around the same this time is happening in June. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I got goosebumps from that. Yeah. And they supposedly have like a creature. Yeah. They know. said there's a body. Yeah. Well, some people say there's a body. That's real. They're hiding the alien bodies from us. But here's the other thing that's great. I've never been to Roswell, but I'm dying to go because that entire town, because of this thing, has taken over their yeah. It's taken over their whole identity as a town. Go get a bumper sticker, keychain. There's all yeah, all these little shops. The the McDonald's there is is alien themed. They have Ros yeah. They have like a museum where you can go and they have a an alien body that they say is recreated from that body. Like everything is alien themed there. Everything. Walmart. Wasn't there a show they called Roswell? Yes, there was really cute actor on there that I really loved. I never really watched it, but I remember the name. They just made a remake too. Oh, yeah. Hot. That's it, hot teenage wait, that aliens. It? No, bitch, oh, hold on. I was like, wait. We're almost there. To calm rising public concern, this and other cases were debunked by the military in succeeding days as mistaken sightings of weather balloons. How fast does a weather balloon go, though? Yeah. Like, that's what we need. That's what I need to research. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Weather balloon speed and high wind. I mean, because he didn't say it was a high windy day. No, he said mild he's wind. Just before the Roswell story came out, the Army Air Forces in Washington issued a press statement saying that they had the matter under investigation and had described the flying discs definitely were not secret bacteriological weapons designed by some foreign power, any new type Army rockets or spaceships, end quote. Oh, well, how do they know? That's all they ever said about it. Yeah, it's just weather balloon. I mean, yeah. Now, let me tell you something. The weather balloon theory is getting old. P.S. You know, when you become president... Like oh. the next day or something. I don't know if it's that day. They take you into this little room and they tell you all the fucking all the secrets. secrets. Can you imagine Trump knows? You know Trump has sold how many fucking secrets. Yeah, but I think that this is, I think they tell them about aliens. I know. But why wouldn't Trump come out and say aliens? I, I'm waiting. Oh, he's gonna, he, no, he's he doesn't so care. He's so stupid. He doesn't care. Oh my God. Well, he is so stupid. <gasps> Hi. Hi. Halloween. This <laughs> is Halloween. This is Halloween. No, that's from a movie, but I don't know. Oh, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, girl, <gasps> I watched Beetlejuice this week. I got to tell you. Beetle orange. Yeah. Beetle yeah. drink. <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> but Catherine O'Hara is oh. a fucking genius. She's a genius. She is so funny. Yeah. Can we all just keep it together just for the night? <laughs> <laughs> My other favorite line in that movie is when uh, they're they're dressed in the sheets and they're like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and Lydia is like, uh, and yes, she's, she's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight. <laughs> so, you know. 
But here's the here's the star. Because she wakes up and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's trying yeah, to yeah. shut the TV. <laughs> here's the star of the show is fucking Michael Keaton. Michael oh Keaton. Oh my god! If you god. don't think Michael Keaton's a genius, watch that Batman schmat man. Oh no! Michael Keaton He's as Beetlejuice so goes down in history as one of the greatest fucking performances. Oh god! He's I've like farting, grabbing himself ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the his voice, his movements, yeah. the way he dances, like everything is genius it's level so acting it's so good it's so good i can't oh even get God. over how fucking good it is uh, he's a genius an auto like i love that i, I used to oh watch that God. movie it's so fucking so good. many times it's so good oh girl <laughs> i love it yeah if uh, these are the kinds i saw a great there was an onion the onion there was a great article and it was like dad shows uh shares with um <laughs> music you know 40 year old music to his daughter to further keep her from <laughs> like being in the culture of her friends. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's the way you raise your kids. Yes. You show them Beetlejuice, Back yes. to the Future, yes. the Smiths, yes. like the Rolling Stones. Don't let them listen to Taylor. Well, I don't know this new Taylor Swift no. album. Don't yeah, listen, let, let them listen let to this them pop do whatever shit. they want. No, but like that. So my son, I came home the other day and um, he's like, yeah, I've been trying to teach myself because uh, he does piano and he does, you know, like the classical, like he's, he's a genius, by the way. So, so he's just been fiddling, fiddling around yeah. And yesterday I was sitting there and all of a sudden it was like, dun, 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 dun. And he's doing Lady Madonna. Oh my like God. Like he taught himself the opening part and he just kept going. Every 20, we were like watching Back to the Future and then he would go to the piano and he would just be like trying to like yeah. figure out the next part, come back. He's got it in his head. He's, he's got like, it in his like head. He's like one of those genius musicians. And I was like. He's going to be famous. My God. I hope he remembers dun, his dun, dun, it, dun, mommy's dun, friend, dun, mommy's dun, friend dun, Hillary. <laughs> Okay, when I'm struggling. Yeah, but Throw me was, some dough, please. Older boy. It was boy. just, I'm like, how do you... No, he's a genius. Just like with your ear, yeah. like try to figure this out. He's got that talent. And he's like, oh no, I looked at something online and kind of got an idea of how it should go. And then like, but he was just sitting there without anything. Oh my and God, then it's, it's and incredible. Then like, but like to hear that pant, that one part in that yeah. opening, I was like, wow. So I, good. I have no ability like that. Yeah, and Beatles. It's amazing. Oh. <sighs> Oh yeah, he loves. I mean, knows everything about the Beatles. Then he came home, and he's like, "Because uh, he's like, I got a book, and I look at it, and it's like a, it's a book about Jimmy Hoffa." Oh, for Pete's sake! He's reading about Jimmy Hoffa and like, like the whole Jimmy Hoffa conspiracy. I'm like, okay, this is oh definitely my, my child. Yeah. <laughs> because why? Who else is well, coming? We home know with this. We book? know the mob didn't do it. Yeah. When there's nobody of Italian descent that's behind this thing. Yeah. He's got. This. He's got the Goodfellas like yeah. on his phone, like as <laughs> oh his like god. wallpaper. Oh my god! I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm te I'm teaching him well, but it was so funny. <laughs> And my husband's like, do you know what's on this film? And I was like, well, he's like, has he seen the movie? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, we kind of, yeah, we did. Tina. We did watch the movie. <laughs> Goodfellas? Yeah. Tina. <laughs> the best though was like, he watched it with me. And then he was like with my parents and he's like, uh, let's watch Goodfellas, you know, it's a good movie. And so my dad starts getting upset because there's all the cursing. Oh and then my he's God. like, he's like, and then remember the scene where she's asking for the money. And he's like, I'm running. He's like, I was running to the TV to try to shut it off because I didn't want none of it. Oh my God. I was laughing. Oh and I, my God. And then, you know, my mother's like, I can't believe your mother let you watch it. And I was like, do to do. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, the, oh, the thing opens pretty violent. I know, but he thought it was really funny. He's laughing at it. He was like, "Dude, P.S. Kate's son, who is beautiful and adorable, and I love oh. him so much. He came over for for my daughter's birthday, and in the car we were driving to Chuck E. Cheese for uh, her fourteenth birthday, which was incredible. I love that. And he was telling me about all the movies he's been watching, and I'm like, I cannot believe, like Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, like original, geez. wild shit, wild. And I'm like, really? I watched that at that age, though. We oh, watched all those scary yeah, movies. Yeah, listen, a lot of people did. I yeah. can't get into a scary movie. Yeah. I'm not here for it. <gasps> all I'm right. Too scared. Well, Happy Halloween. <gasps> Happy Halloween. <gasps> I hope you get lots of drugs in your candy. <gasps> no, no drugs in your candy. No. <laughs> My favorite. No fentanyl in the candy, please. please. No, not the children's candy, but no. our candy. <laughs> Put this my fentanyl strip Halloween. on it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so strips. scary. It's so fucked up. We live in the most crazy. That's what I'm saying. Just aliens, come on. I know. Just come on. Help yes, us. We're dumb. We're or dumb. help us. Help us. Yeah. Can you help us? We're just meat buckets standing I mean, here with like trying to function. Like I get it, but can you just fucking come and help us, please? Oh my god. I don't even want to talk about. 
how the polls are showing Rubio and DeSantis I, ahead. I, I don't. Ahead. I saw a, um, what is going I saw on? a Marco Rubio commercial yesterday and I wanted to scream. It yeah. was like all about it's, um, a lot. it's all lies. Oh, it was so it was so uh, uh, it had like someone doing face painting and it was like they're trying to indoctrinate our children and yeah. like it was it was insane. Yeah, it was insane. All, Val Demings insane. handed his, his ass handed his ass to him the other night. Oh. I don't know if it was enough, but it was I hope fucking she wins. beautiful. It was I beautiful. Hope she wins. He's a coward. Oh my god, coward I'm so stressed piece of shit. I'm stressed. I fucking hate him. All right. Well, on that note, oh yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.